Blog Talk Radio. Rise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. A new day has dawned. All over the earth, men and women are arising. It's time for the sons of God to awake. It is a day of justice, recompense, Restoration, revival, and resurrection power. Gentlemen, this is Vincent Xavier, pastor of New Wine Ministries. Great to be with you today. We have an incredible broadcast lined up. Pastor Jeff Bass will be joining me in just a moment. We're looking forward also, I want to say it up front, to tomorrow's interview with our missionary friends, Brian and Kathy from Honduras. We'll be talking with them tomorrow. But Pastor Jeff called me yesterday. He shared some information with me, and I and Patricia and I were both listening to it, and we knew this needed to be shared with the body today. So in about 15 minutes, Pastor Jeff Bass will be calling in. We're going to release him to share what is in his heart. But I asked him to give me about 15 minutes because right up front, I want to share with you an article that I thought was very, very important to where we are right now, and then a few other thoughts. So we just learned that U.S. industrial production has fallen for a second month in a row. And the production of motor vehicles and parts is falling at a pace that is extremely alarming. After adding trillions upon trillions of dollars to the national debt, all our politicians were able to buy us was a short-term economic sugar high and rampant inflation. I hope that you enjoyed the sugar high while you could because the months ahead are looking rather bleak indeed. You may have noticed that officials are starting to use the term dark winter. Again, here is one example. The nation's top infectious disease expert, mm, Dr. Anthony Fauci, says the U.S. could be facing, quote, another dark winter, though this can be avoided 
if Americans get vaccinated to a very high degree in the coming months. All right, this is from Dr. Anthony Fauci. And as we heard toward the winter months, the word recession is increasingly starting to pop up in the mainstream media. So in fact, one prominent economist made headlines when he warned that he believes that the U.S. has already entered a new recession. America, he said, has already slipped into a recession that could be as bad as the 2008 financial meltdown, according to key consumer data at Dartmouth College, Professor has warned. So David Blanchflower of Dartmouth and Alex Bryson of University College London say that every slump since the 1980s has been foreshadowed by 10-point drops in consumer indices from the Conference Board and University of Michigan. Very interesting, okay? Unfortunately, we already surpassed both of those benchmarks long ago. At this point, the declines are of a similar magnitude to what we witnessed just before the financial crisis of 2008. The Conference Board has measured a 25.3-point drop in 2021, while UM, University of Michigan, has recorded an 18.4-point slump. This compares to a 19-point and a 21-point dip for the indices, respectively ahead for the 2008 global financial crash. Now, that doesn't mean that another recession is guaranteed. Our politicians in Washington could borrow and spend several trillion more dollars, and that would likely buy us a little bit more time. But right now, the immediate future does not look good, and most Americans are clearly not prepared for any sort of major downturn. As the new recession dawns, many Americans are not prepared to weather bad economic stagnation. As of last year, nearly two-thirds of families live paycheck to paycheck, and more than half have less than three months' worth of savings a quarter have effectively none at all. So are you prepared for economic pain in 2022? I hope so, said the writer of this article. Even now, economic conditions continue to deteriorate and shortages continue to get worse all over the nation. The following is what one local NBC News reporter found during surprise visits to some local retailers. News for Jack's Jacksonville, visited Target and Public in the San Jose area. Typically, where shoppers can find snacks, canned goods, pet food, shelves were bare and nearly empty. We're seeing that everywhere. In Target, fruit snacks were limited, protein bars were nearly gone too, and Lunchables were low in stock. We saw the least amount of available frozen foods at Publix, and snack foods like beef jerky were running low. Auto parts are in really short supply, too. If you need to get a vehicle fix, I would do it now because things are really starting to get crazy out there. In some cases, consumers are having to wait weeks just for one part to come in. The challenge of finding spare parts as mundane as oil filters are carpeting or carpeting has forced repair shops to hoard inventory. Find workarounds and plead with customers for patience until a shipment comes in. Typical delays of a day or two have stretched into weeks, in some cases, shop owners say. I have heard from a number of industry insiders in recent weeks, and one of them I keep hearing is that our supply chains were under a great deal of stress even before the pandemic came along. Now we are witnessing epic supply chain breakdowns all over the globe, 
and there aren't going to be any easy fixes. In fact, Moody's Analytic in, is ominously warning us that things will get worse before they get better. Computer chip shortages, epic port congestion, and a serious lack of truck drivers, the world's delicate supply chains are under extreme stress. The supply chain nightmare is jacking up prices for consumers and slowing the global economic recovery. Unfortunately, Moody's Analytics warns supply chain disruptions will get worse before they get better. So when I used to warn my readers that the system is failing, a lot of people thought that I was just being overly dramatic, this writer says. But I wasn't being overly dramatic at all. On a very basic level, our economic infrastructure is failing us, and the politicians that are now running the show are utterly clueless. The empty suits in Washington can only continue to throw giant mountains of money at our problems, but that isn't going to make them go away. At best, it will just give us a few more months when people have money in their pockets to spend. It took decades for America to reach this stage, and a day of reckoning is fast approaching. Just today, I received an email from an industry insider that warned that 2022 could be unthinkable if our supply chain problems are not properly addressed. So I would very much encourage you to stock up now while you still can, because the coming dark winter could potentially lead us and into an entire year that will be filled with economic nightmares. Now, that's just a very brief article out of Prophecy Newswatch, PNW. They're very reputable, and their writers and their authors do a very good job. And what we do is we look at the signs of the times through a biblical lens. And the thing that struck me uh, very, very strongly, uh, we had mentioned this a few months ago, when Jesus said that we were all supposed to be praying, he said, pray that your flight be not in the winter. Now, this is a very mild article that I just read to you about the things that are coming. For some reason, about three weeks ago, and I believe it was a God-ordained reason, God had put into my heart that we have five months to get positioned, five months. And it just kind of came forth out of my spirit, and, I've, and we've been saying it for a while. And it looks like, and I'm going to leave a lot of this to Dr. Dr. Jeff Bass. Yeah, he's more of a doctor than he is uh, anything else, but he, he is a pastor, Jeff Bass, but he's a doctor when it comes to pulling information together. And I know he wouldn't like me to say that, so it just kind of came out, Dr. Jeff Bass. So I'm going to leave a lot of this conversation for him. Uh, he and I were talking yesterday about some very profound things. Uh, he's going to be talking to you about what some of the simulations are in October right now and how in 2019 those very simulations that were being rehearsed in October of 2019 actually manifested just a few months later. So you want to stay tuned. You probably want to take some notes. You want to get your pen and paper in hand. Uh, again, there are so many things going on around the world. Uh, we here at New Wine Ministries, Patricia and I, our ministry is to the body of Christ to make sure that we grow it up into the fullness of what God has desired for them. So we're going to continue to build Father God's house in the, in the hearts of men and women that God sends in our direction. But we also need to look at the signs of the times. And our, our work is to look at the signs of the times through a biblical lens and to give interpretation. So the interpretation of the article I just read with you, though it was mild, Pray, begin to pray that your flight out of Babylon, your flight into the wilderness, your flight into the mountains of Judea, wherever you are, your flight away from what is coming, the snare that is coming, pray 
that it doesn't occur in the winter. Many people are proclaiming a very harsh winter, but I think that's also very spiritual in nature, that a dark winter storm that will come upon our nation may freeze some things up, a frozen supply chain, a frozen economy, uh, things that are going to be no longer able to move forward or to move with the synergy that it's always had. In other words, the mechanics of this system are failing. And there is no doubt about it that the word of God tells us that a nation that does what we have done will face the consequences. Now, also, right before I turn this over and invite Pastor Jeff into the broadcast, for those of you that are tuning in right now that were tuned in yesterday to the broadcast, I shared with my wife, Patricia, yesterday after the broadcast and some friends, yesterday was a prime setup for what we want to say today. Yesterday, we agonized in the idea of a rallying people and 30 to 40 million people going to Washington, D.C., not going home, a people going back out and contending with the forces uh, that, that are in operation against humanity, really. All of yesterday's broadcast was designed for one point, to make one very valid point. And what was that point? The point is, if you've been following this ministry, we don't go back and forth. We don't waver with every wind of doctrine that we hear in the news media or in alternative news sources. We don't. We have maintained a spiritual course a heart condition, and even though we would call out and say, where are the people, and here's what needs to be done, what we have always left the broadcast saying is you know, and I know, it's not going to happen. There is not going to be a recovery for the world. There is not going to be a returning back to normal. Everybody's asking for things to be normal. That's their thinking prior to 2020, uh, 2020. But things weren't normal before 2020. Things were extremely abnormal, going back to all the way 9-11, 2001, in my opinion. But you fast forward to 2015 and all the things that happened. My point to yesterday's broadcast, and I mean this sincerely from my heart, is though there would be desire to see this great company of saints of God and patriots coming together, it will never happen. It will never succeed. It cannot succeed because the word of God is very clear. This nation is under a curse and it is under judgment, divine judgment. And the word of the Lord that came in 2003 was very clear. America has passed the point of no return. And if America has not returned going all the way back to 2003 and then watching the last 18 years what America has done in blasphemy against God and going deep into the territories of tribulation and trouble and collapse, ladies and gentlemen, there is not going to be a rally in Washington, D.C. of 30 to 40 million people. There will not be a resurrection of the church going out to the streets of America and turning the course and the, turning the tide of our nation. It doesn't exist anymore. That was the point. It does not exist. 
So I'm going to leave it there right now. I'll talk more about it maybe tomorrow uh, with Brian and Kathy when uh, we have an opportunity to talk with them. But for right now, I want to bring in my brother. Pastor Jeff Bass is with us on the air right now. I want to make sure we have a clear feed with him. And so let me just say it right now. Good morning, Pastor Jeff. How are you doing, sir? Good morning, Dr. Vincent. How are you doing? Yeah, doctor. Doctor. That sounds like a movie out there. Doctor, doctor. Yeah, that just kind of came out of my mouth. Dr. Jeff, what's going on, man? Hey, man, I'm doing good. I just, um, of course, it's good to see you, you know, you're back. And, um, you know, it's always a, a, a blessing to be on with you. Thank you. Thank you. It's an honor to be with you as well. Uh, I loved yesterday's conversation as we were driving and you were telling and sharing the information. We were just going, wow, wow, wow. (laughs) And you were very cautious and you wanted to make sure you showed a lot of care and concern for this platform that we wouldn't get ourselves in, in, in any more trouble. And so, but we don't really, that's not important to us as much as getting the information to, to the people that are listening and seeking so here, Pastor Jeff, is an opportunity. I just want to sit back, let you begin to talk to the body, release the information you have, and it's critical. And uh, don't worry about being too cautious with what you're saying, because I know your heart from a pastor. You come from a position of love and desire to bring instruction to the body of Christ for their well-being. So that's most important. So, dear brother, please have your way, and let's begin to impart what God has revealed to you. Amen. Amen. Well. Um, what I want to do is I, I review the information that I, that you and I shared yesterday that we shared together, but so I won't go in depth in a lot of it because I got four, possibly five key uh, stories or articles that I want to share with everyone that you possibly, some may have heard it, but you possibly haven't heard via the mainstream media. And uh, this is not just uh, conspiracy theory. It's like whether from the Epoch Times or for now that now the end begins, uh, Mike Adams and other reputable alternative media uh, persons. So the first one I want to talk about is it says uh, the article is uh, Biden secretly sending planes, trains, and busloads of COVID-infected underage illegal immigrants to American cities in the dead of night. And that's the headline. I didn't make it up. I'm quoting the headline. It says, uh, President Biden is uh, flying underage migrants into New York in the dead of night. And this is coming from uh, a mainstream publication, the New York Post. And I'm, I'm reading it. It says the charter flights originate in Texas, where the ongoing border crisis has overwhelmed local immigration officials and have been underway since at least August, according to sources familiar with the matter. Last week, the New York Post saw two planes land at the west of the passengers got off appeared to be children and teens with a small portion appearing to be men in their 20s. Westchester County cops stood by as the passengers whose flights arrived at 10.49 p.m. last Wednesday at 9.52 p.m. on Friday got off and piled into buses. Some of them were later seen meeting up with relatives or sponsors in New Jersey or being dropped off at a residential facility on Long Island. A post-analysis of online flight tracking data suggests that around 2,000 migrants nabbed after sneaking into the U.S. from Mexico have arrived at the airport outside White Plains on 21 flights since August the 28th. So there you have it. 
And they're doing this in the night. I mean, you know, it's kind of a covert operation, even according to the New York, you know, the liberal media, New, New York Post. And it closes, it says, the U.S. no longer has a southern border, and day after day, illegals stream into America and are secretly deposited late at night to states like Florida, Texas, and New York. So far this year, over 16,000 of these illegal immigrants are COVID positive. Most of them are not wearing masks or social distancing, and 7,000 COVID positive illegal illegals alone were sent through Texas before de- being dispersed. My first yeah. article there. Yeah. So, Pastor Jeff, that, that's an interesting, and it could make for an interesting conversation because it, number one that comes to my mind biblically is going back to Jeremiah, part of the judgment upon Babylon was that God would send men into the nation like caterpillars, and they would raise up a shout against them. And it does appear from what happened in El Rio and under the bridge in Texas, where thousands of Haitian um, migrants came to the country. Everybody just lost sight of thousands of them. And now you have this very active, very controlled, very intentional uh, bringing forth into the country and my question is, does the left even care about this? Who are they hiding this from? The right, the conservatives, the, the, the new enemy of the left? Uh, or is this being hidden from people on the left and on the right? You know, who are they hiding? Why the, why the clandestines? Why the, uh, the secret middle of the night, 2 p.m., 4 a.m.? I mean, 2 a.m., 4 a.m.? Why that? Who are they hiding it from? Just the American people in general? Well, I think so. Um... From some of the other intel I've read, from other from the other media and so forth, uh, their speculation. I mean, I think it's you know I know your our time is short today. It might be something that I'm, I don't have a problem getting back with you at another time and kind of if you want to kind of unpack that. But I think they have a couple several several reasons from what I've heard uh, why they're they're doing this because they want to use utilize this politically. Also, also to possibly utilize it in their ultimate nefarious plan with this COVID stuff. I mean, I, like I said, I, I just don't, you know, I don't really want to go too in depth in, in that okay. right now. If you know, because it, because sure. we could, we could go and spend some time on that with, yeah. with, with the possibilities. If I share what I have heard and stuff, and and we really would want to do that and do it justice. But I think it's a bigger picture and stuff because. Just from a fairness standpoint, you know, we talk about well, not just the fairness part first, but um, you know, we're we're not you and I and others are not for abortion. But how 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 long have we heard people say the ones who are say my my body my choice? That's that's their mantra. But yet and still now when we say we don't want to take the vaccine, it's my body my choice. You're shut down and you're wrong. So. If it's good for those who are pro-abortion, but it's not good for those who are anti-vax, or 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 if you don't want to say anti-vax, anti—I don't want to take the shot, you know. So there's there to me there's a double standard, double speak, hypocrisy there. So I think from like I said, what I've read and heard that there's a bigger there's a bigger part to 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 their plan, what they want to do with 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 the people that they're bringing in, you know. Uh, the illegals that uh, they want to utilize, and um, they're trying to like covertly bring them in before they unleash what they want to do. Hmm. 
All right. Can someone say Jeffrey Epstein? But let's move on to the next article. What else do you have for us? <laughs> yeah. Well, secondly, let's stay with, with uh, uh, the president. It says, uh, and I, I shared this one with you yesterday. It says, Joe, uh, this is from Now the End Begins. It says, Joe Biden summoned to the Vatican for an October 29th meeting as Pope Francis prepares for Chrislam summit at the UN. And quickly, for those that may not be aware, when you hear that word Chrislam, it's a word that has been uh, uh, made up where they've taken uh, the C-H-R-I-S from Christianity and taken Islam, the, the, the Lam from that, it's, it's the uh, NWO New World Order's version of the One World Religion, which will be called Chrislam. And um, the Pope is having a summit uh, on October, October 29th, and this says here, uh, President Joe Biden will meet Pope Francis at the Vatican on October 29th, the White House announced this past Thursday, and he will be in Rome to attend the G20 Leaders Summit held October 30th through 31st, before then traveling to Glasgow November 1st to 2nd to take part in the World Leaders Summit at the start of the COP26, which is a climate change gathering. And it says, what's on the agenda, you ask? How about the one world religion of Chrislam? And they give in this article, Revelation chapter 13, verses 11 through 12, it talks about, I behold, beheld another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a dragon, and he exercises all the power of the first beast before him and causes the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. And uh, it talks about, it finishes this article by saying the Pope had a busy couple of weeks, uh, what with gathering together the leaders of the world's religions last week in preparation for this upcoming climate conference where, he, where the Pope is going to be the keynote speaker and it says there to preach the gospel of Gaia. And as we talked yesterday, I had never heard of it. I hope I'm pronouncing it right. Gaia, a Gaia, is spelled G-A-I-A. And I think Pastor Patricia was saying this is like some type of New Age religion where they worship the, the goddess and so forth. And the, and the Pope is going to be uh, speaking and meeting meeting there. And they also said he had recently met with Nancy Pelosi, and they've got a picture where he's giving her some type of what uh, the, uh, the pundits say is a Masonic handshake. And um, so this is what's going on uh, that, that's going to be taking place uh, beginning October 29th, and uh, President Biden is going to be there to meet and be a part of this. Hey, Pastor Jeff, let me just give you a quick definition on Gaia, what it is. There, uh, the definition of Gaia is the earth personified as a goddess, Daughter of mm. Chaos, uh, she was the mother of wife of Uranus, or heaven. Their offspring included the Titans and the Cyclops. So this is the Earth viewed as a vast self-regulating organism. So this is definitely connected to uh, what the, uh, the, the whole Gaia worship is. And then here the Gaia hypotheses, also known as the Gaia theory, uh, the Gaia paradigm. So... There's all kinds of thought around this, uh, but what strikes me is she's the daughter of chaos. Very interesting. Mm, yeah. Well, again, not good. And no. uh, I, I, I just think Christians have to be careful. I've been, I've been telling as many people as I can over, over the last year or more about what the Pope has been trying to do 
he's he's been having meetings with with uh, leaders. Um, how can I say it? Uh, maybe some well-known. I won't mention the the the, uh, the well-known American pastor's name, but he has even met with him and several others, and you know, trying to get Christian pastors to buy into. Not I won't say this guy apart uh, that I've read in the past, but this well, one world religion. This we let's merge uh, his his speak, not mine. He, he's saying let's merge Christianity and Islam and call it Chrislam. So he's trying to get people on board, especially some well-known Christian pastors and others, to buy in to go back and share that with their congregations. Well. I'm not a well-known Christian pastor, but I'm not. I've already told our congregation and shared about Chris Lom and what what's going on. So uh, I'm not buying it. Amen. Amen. All right. So again, Bible prophecy coming before us. Revelation 13, the gathering of a one-world religion. People have talked about it for decades. Who knows? Maybe millennia. Obviously, it's been in the Word a long time. But we're witnessing some of in this in this world that we live in today in 2021 uh, these incredible powers. I mean, the head of uh, over a billion Catholics around the world, and then Christians coming alongside, integrating with the Islam uh, religion of Islam, and um, who knows how far it goes, right? Yeah, and, and, and I don't want people like I know you said it before when 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 you've been talking. You know, this is not, you know, the Bible, well, let me back up. The Bible says, speak the truth in love. And I don't, this is not me, and I want people to know that, against, you know, anyone, you know, like Muslims or anything like that. But as a Christian, a Bible-believing, blood bought by the blood of Jesus Christ, his shed blood, uh, uh, believing, I can't, I'm not going to merge or pervert the two religions, I can't do that. I, I mean, uh, I've got to stand on the word of God. And so any type of mixing, perverting, I, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Uh, earlier this year, there was an article, a well-known entertainer. If I call his name, everyone would know it. He, him and his wife were in, I think, Dubai or Saudi Arabia, and he's wearing all of the garb. And now this guy is a Christian who, who, has, who had professed being a Christian in the past, see, out, of, out, of, out of his mouth, it's recorded. I'm a Christian. But yet and still, now he comes after his visit, he comes back and says he believes that, that there is more, there's more than one path to God. So, you know, he, <laughs> Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. You know, Amen. when you see me, you've seen the Father. For me and the Father are one. So I can't, I can't uh, 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 rationalize that from that being, you know, accepting something other than what Jesus said if the Bible is my standard. So Amen. Uh, just, be, just because someone's famous, that doesn't mean that I'm, I, I've got to now line up with what they say because if what they say is not in line with the word of God, I've got to discard it. Amen. All right, so this is huge. I remember when you were telling this to Patricia yesterday, she was sitting there, her mouth was wide open saying, oh, my God, it's come. It's happening. When Pope Francis uh, begins to move around, and we have Joe Biden, which is interesting. He's going during the Halloween season. Speaking to that, anything unusual about that? You know, in, my, in our studies, you know, we know that a lot of demonic and satanic 
stuff happens around and rituals around the you know the Halloween season because I think the first of November is observed as All Saints Day. So of course the witches and and all sorts of uh, satanic demonic stuff happens and to me anything that Satan does is not by happenstance. It's intentional. You know he intentionally tries to pervert the uh, the word of God. He is, he is in, in he is intentionally the father of lies, the accuser of the brethren. So I don't think it's this. You know, some people say, well, it's just a coincidence. I don't buy it. Uh, you know, so no, I don't think it's it's yeah. it, it's by chance. They planned it, and it's a lot of stuff that's going to be on, going on. So we as Christians, we have to continue to counter by praying and fasting and seeking God in the midst of all of this evil that's going on. As a matter of fact, I would just put it out there right now. You know, this whole pandemic, this, this whole thing is is part of the agenda of the globalists and the New World Order, and it's a spiritual warfare. It's good versus evil. And I think we need to look at it like that. I mean, some people, don't they don't see it like that, but that's what it is because the New World Order, the three things they want to bring in is the new is, is a one-world government, a one-world religion and a one-world economy, and that's 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 the threefold, uh, I would say, platform of what they want to do. But you can't do when you mentioned about chaos. It just clicked in my spirit. You know, uh, I think part of their their uh, saying is order out of chaos. So basically, they want chaos. They want everything to be torn down. Because then you can't you can't do part of their slogan, which is build back better. Have we heard that anywhere? But yeah. not just here in America. Mm-hmm. When, when, when you do research, uh, other world leaders are using that uh, slogan also, build back better. But but what the Holy Spirit showed me, I can't build back something. I can't if I've got a house here and I want to build back better on this property, I've got to tear down what's there before I can build back something else better. So the Amen. current system of the world that we've known all these years has to be have, have to be destroyed for them to now order out of chaos. That's their slogan, order out of chaos. You know, but there has to be the chaos, and then there has to be disorder so they can bring their, of course, we know it's perverted, their form of order. They feel there must be disorder and chaos and destruction, so therefore they're going to bring a new world order. No, God is in control. So, but anyway, I don't want to teach a priest. No, you make an excellent take on that. Yeah, you make an excellent point. What I'm thinking about the destruction of an order or an old house, you have to get to the foundation. And what I would hope most people have known about this country is that it did have a biblical foundation. It was a Jesus Christ foundation going back to the 1600s. And so all this warfare against the foundation of Christ and then to lay another foundation to a new world order, to a new house, if you will, uh, that is what is we've been witnessing all along, but just haven't been able to really uh, understand it or interpret it properly. But that really is what's taking place, is a, a the, the entire foundation of the gospel of Jesus is being warred against. Is that correct? Absolutely. I, but, but I would take it one step further. I think they're just trying to tear, tear down the foundations of everything that's holy, just, and upright, or, or or what governments believe in America. The found, you know, the uh, the executive, the legislative, and the judicial branches. Those are the three foundations. 
look at just see what's going on. Uh, here's something quickly interject in Maine. This just uh, I just read this last night. The Supreme Court just struck down, or they sided against the Maine healthcare workers who were fighting against the mandatory vaccinations, and it, and, it, and in that case, got to the Supreme Court yesterday. The Supreme Court court said no. You know, uh, they're not siding. I mean, to paraphrase it, they're not siding with the workers. They're siding with that 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 the state of Maine has a right to fire them if they don't take, you know, take the shot, take take the vaccine. So I'm I'm going like, okay, you can't get a ruling in the in the, in the judicial. Uh we know what's going on with the executive, you know, and the legislate uh uh the legislative, you know, censorship and everything. You can't talk about November third, you know. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to to destroy every platform, every foundation of the society, you know, the morals, you know, as far as going in this bathroom and, you know, so forth and so on. Everything that's 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 pure and that we've known is it's being attacked, the foundation, as you said. Yeah, and with the shaking, you, you wonder how 360 million people within this continent are responding to that shaking. Is it so gradual and so soft that there's no real urgency to move forward? Well, I I just think, you know, that scripture, I don't have it in front of me, but where it says in the last days there will be a strong delusion. And I think there it is the, again. the strategy and the plan of the enemy, you know, he's so subtle, just like even going back to, to the garden, the conversation that Satan had with Eve, you know, uh, uh, talking to her in the form of a question. He was doing Jeopardy before Jeopardy. I mean, because you have to give your answer in the form of a question. He was he he was like talking to her, trying to trying to get her to doubt and and, and all of that. And I think what has happened is their plan that they they implemented with the with the pandemic and everything, the fear. And I think two things: fear and death. Because the the church members that I talk to who've lost loved ones and others and everything, when I try to explain to them from another perspective, like we're talking, they go, but uncle so-and-so or aunt so-and-so or my grandparents, you know, they die. And I just don't want the death and everything. And as you know, we're not belittling that, but the point is what they don't understand, which I try to show them, is that, this whole plan with everybody who is part of it had a plan, had a, had a part to play. It's like if you were trying to, you were using a sports analogy, the catcher doesn't do what the, what the right fielder does and the right fielder doesn't do what the pitcher does, but for them to be successful in a cohesive team, everybody has a part to play. So I say that, bringing it back to the pandemic, the media has their part because, as I've said before, my degree is in journalism. I know about media, even though I was in it, you know, 30, 25, 30 years ago. It's changed a lot, but I know the media is like the mouthpiece. And so, but most people that I talk to, my friend, they can't wrap their minds around the fact that the media could be complicit and that they could lie. They can't believe that the medical, medical uh, 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 profession 
could lie. And I tell them, why, why, why do you think like that? I mean, don't, doesn't the scripture say, you know, for the love of money, you know, the love of money is, is the root of all evil, you know, that people can do it for money, they could do it for power, they could do it for whatever, but don't think that someone wouldn't do these things and stuff. So they, I just can't believe that they would not give me the truth. And I, you know, and I, and I always go to, but, but as Christians, we're in a season, and we should have always been, we need discernment. Go to God. That's, that's what I did. I don't profess to be smart or anything like that. During the middle of all of this, or at the beginning, rather, I asked God to show me. And God began to show me through scripture. He began to Amen. take me to alternative media, that there was another side. But I think people are, are, are really susceptible to what they hear on the media, uh, what they hear on CNN or Fox or whatever, that it's the, I hate to say it like that, but this, I'm not saying it. I believe this is how they look at it. That's the gospel. Because I heard a well-known pastor in my area who's, who's promoting the shot. He goes, but science. And I'm thinking, I, no, this pastor didn't just say, trust the science. What about God? What about the word? What about Psalm 91? I mean, you know, and I could go on and on, but that's Amen. where we are. That's where, that's where I believe, that's what has happened. You know, that not only that, but also lastly on that, I think, you know, I've seen professional athletes, entertainers, and other people, they are more concerned about their money and their prestige and so forth. They don't want to lose their good-paying job. I've, I've heard uh, uh, friends of ours who work for the government, I don't want to lose my good government job. But they not they haven't even thought. But the consequences of you making this choice to do or not to do, you know, take take it, uh, you can lose your life. Amen. Amen. That's so true. That's so true. So why don't we at this moment now, because I, I sense that, you know, the tension is here. Let's move forward. Uh, you have some other information, and let's just dive into it. Let's go deep. Uh, this is some of the, 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 the thoughts you were sharing with us yesterday, and uh, I want to really encourage our listeners right now, tune in, your antennas up, and I know you have some, uh, some pertinent information along with what you've just said. Let's get into that, Pastor Jeff. Well, there is one that I that I just came across that I didn't share with you yesterday, and I think this is very vital. And, okay. you know, I think that we can pray for those who have taken the shot or whatever. But this is from Mike Adams from October 18th, Monday, and it's, called, it's entitled Countdown to Zero Immunity. Can you hear me? Yes, yes. Oh, oh, I thought I lost you. It says vaccine victims are seeing their immune response drop by about 5% each week with long-term consequences mirroring AIDS. And he says a bombshell report published by the, the Exposé UK is entitled A Comparison of Official Government Reports Suggests the Fully Vaccinated Are Now Developing Acquired Immunodeficiency Syndrome, known as AIS. Since this is being instigated by vaccine injections, he's calling it I, uh, Injected Immune Efficiency Syndrome, IIDS. It says, the expose explains following a detailed analysis of the United Kingdom's vaccine surveillance data, 
uh, uh, figures on COVID cases show that doubly vaccinated, in other words, those who've taken the two shots, you know, the booster or whatever, doubly vaccinated 40 to 70-year-olds have lost 40% of their immune system capability compared to unvaccinated people. Their immune systems are deteriorating at around 5% per week. That's 5% per week between 2.7 and 8.7%. If this continues, then 30 to 50-year-olds will have 100% immune system degradation, zero viral defense by Christmas, and all doubly vaccinated people over 30 will have lost their immune systems by March of next year. Wow. And it goes on, but like I said, for for, uh, for time constraints on this, because I have another article, one last article, it says, uh, of course, we know that on Monday, fully vaccinated uh, Colin Powell died from COVID, making yet another post-vaccine victim uh, fellation agenda. Making matters even worse, nurses and hospital workers with natural immunity are right now being fired from their jobs for refusing to take the injection. This is causing severe staffing shortages in some areas, and we aren't even into the flu season yet. Once vitamin D levels plunge during the dark winter, cold weather months of December, January, and February, we are likely to see hospitals in a staffing panic at exactly the same time the wave of immune-compromised vaccine victims kick in. Watch for the lying corporate media to run with the hospital crisis stories claiming people are dying. They'll say people are dying because selfish anti-vaxxers won't take their vaccine, but in reality, it will be the vaccinated who will be dying from their own suicide shots. Finally, the upshot is that the COVID pandemic really is a global depopulation scheme, and the hysteria about COVID was designed to drive people into accepting the very vaccines that are destroying their immune function and plunging them into near death. The reason why they want 100% of the public to be vaccinated is so that there is no control group to compare against the vaccinated. As long as a control group of unvaxxed people exists, the mortality associated with vaccine injections can't be swept under the rug. Mm. Okay. Wow. Yeah, it is a wow. So without words, no doubt about it. Um, the, the conversation they don't want us to have, there's no doubt about that. Um, so in, in what, you're, what you're bringing forth again right now, I, I heard dark winter, um, it, it really does appear, if we're paying attention, that the people that are listening to this broadcast right now, if you just kind of take the information thus far, uh, you need to really begin to start praying, like Jesus said, pray that your flight doesn't take place in the wintertime. Um, all right, so in, in October of 2019, uh, there was a, what do they call it? Not a scenario, but they were doing a rehearsal. A simulation. A simulation. Uh, your next article speaks into that. Can can we move forward into yes, that? Sir. This is important. Yes, Here sir. we go. Uh, this one said. This one uh, says uh, feds deploy non-toxic gas on subway in test of biological attack preparedness. And this was from this past last Wednesday, rather. It says, if you smell something strange during your next subway subway ride, don't panic. It's not a terror attack. It's just the feds testing out a new strategy for, adver- for, for, for uh, averting, rather, chemical and biological attacks on the country's largest public transportation system. 
According to NBC4 out of New York, the Metro Transit Authority, working in partnership with the Department of Homeland Security and a team of researchers and city agencies, will deploy a non-toxic gas at 120 places across the city. These tests will be carried out on five days between October 18th and October 29th. Most of the tests will be above ground, including in some parks, but an unknown number of tests will be carried out below ground in subway stations across the city. Exact details aren't being released to the public. The public, however, is advised should one happen to stumble upon a test site, the gas is non-toxic and possesses no public health risk. Although details are slim, the study is intended to simulate the aerosol release of a biological agent in a densely populated urban environment. The study will track movement of non-toxic material, and the results from these tests will be used to learn more about the relationship between airflow and street level and underground environments, the MTA said. Commuters who encounter test sites will likely see teams of researchers around. The study is part of a secretive federal campaign called the Urban Threat Dispersion Program. Testing has taken place in New York City before, back in 2016, while cities like Washington, D.C., and Boston have also been tested. So they're going to be doing these tests, uh, what's the date, the 20th. It supposedly started on Monday, the 18th, and it's going to go through uh, October 29th. But they said the tests are going to be carried out on over five days, so I guess that they have that that uh, chain there between the 18th and the 29th. So you don't know which five days that it's going to happen, but it's going to be those those are the days that they're going to be doing these tests. Probably guys, you know, in, in different types of masks and suits, and and then you'll see some uh, uh, mist or aerosol. But they're saying, quote unquote that it's non-toxic and poses no public health. But I think going back to what you were saying, in October of 2019, they did a, a, a simulation. They called it a simulation then about being prepared for a uh, pandemic attack. And, of course, we know what happened <laughs> three months later. Well, Pastor Jeff, I, I, you know, that's a point that I think people should really take note of because what you just said needs to be really heard that in 2019, it was, what was it, the CDC and Bill Gates Foundation and the Rockefeller Foundation, uh, they did a yep. global simulation of a COVID-19 pandemic, and I think they said it started somewhere in Brazil, I'm not sure, South America, but they That's did this whole, this whole plan, and then three months later, what they had simulated became a reality and now again in October, that was in October of 2019, now again in October right now, a simulation for a chemical biological aerosol release, a, an attack um, that would, they could blame it on anybody. You know, this was Wuhan, China, that this, this pandemic happened with, and this could be an Islamic terror attack in the subways of New York City, Gotham City. Um, that, is, that, is ex that should not be taken lightly, please. No, it shouldn't. It shouldn't, like you said. I mean, and, and I think there was something else years before, but they've been, as, as, as we research it, and you people can go on, uh, I'll have to send it to you so, so you can share it tomorrow or, 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 you know, some other date, 
uh, about the one they did. I think it was in, there was one in, in, in 2001, but there been, there, there's been several of these in the past, and definitely the one in 2019, like you said, you know, they did it. They had, again, what I said earlier about the media is it proves my point. Because when you go back and read it, because I went and pulled up the one in 2019 and did a deep dive into it, and they had uh, first responders. I mean, it was like if you were watching a movie script that was taking place in New York when they did it. They had the media, like, covering it and all of this set up like a stage, and they, you know, they, as, as, as if it was actually happening. And then, of course, we see three months, roughly three months later in 2020, this happens for real. You know, so, you know, kind of connect the dots, like you said, but I would, you know, it's not to make, I don't think we, of course, we're, we're definitely not trying to make people worry or panic, but just to make them aware of, you know, you connect, you connect the dots and and see, you know, again, it's not happenstance, you know, so I would just be in prayer about it, be, uh, be leery of where you go, you know, and just, you know, seek the Lord regarding that and stuff that would be me friends yeah well i think you're right man and many of my friends right here in northwest arkansas would call it situational awareness and if we're if we're not willing to look at it you know you you made an interesting point and i've heard this before uh how true it is i've heard it many times that the illuminati uh you know the masonic reality in our world today and all the players in hollywood etc etc they they enjoy uh, broadcasting what they're going to do. They have sometimes hidden uh, codes in their cartoons or movies about things that are coming and um, because they forecast it. And there in 2009, September and October again, if I go back to 2009 in the month of September and October, it was September 28th, September 29th, October 4th, October 16th, the History Channel put out a, a documentary, and it was the day after disaster. And what was scripted, as you just said, was the decapitation of Washington, D.C., where they show 20 times, 20 times per broadcast. Now, they played this on the History Channel twice on two days, so it was a total of six two-hour programs, the same one, showed 20 times per broadcast, which meant 120 times, 120 times they showed a nuclear bomb going off in Washington, D.C. They had the COG, the continuity of government. This was home, put out by Homeland Security. It was the number one threat facing the United States. But point is, like you just said, they have already put this into script. And so when it comes they are going to, you know, this is going to be the release. And right now they're scripting things like in 2019 that did take place three months later. And now we have another script of biological chemical terrorism. Uh, and again, they call it in the dark of winter. All very, very interesting. Um, let's go a little deeper into that, please. Well, I mean, I was just, as you were just talking, hey, if, if in fact that did happen, okay, you got to get, a, you know, you got to get another shot. You got to take shots. You got to do this. You got, I mean, so I just think these things could possibly be, it's not, and we can't say it enough. I mean, they're already thinking these things out. They've already scripted it out and stuff. And, and, you know, no matter how people try to say it, I think 
the 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 end game or the bottom line is is to uh, populate or or, or to or, or to kill. And I can even use scripture, John ten ten. Jesus in John ten ten it says the thief cometh but not for but for to steal to to kill steal and to destroy. So you know, I but he says but I have come that you may have life and life more abundantly. So the you know again, um, the intent is what I'm trying to say of this is not good. You know, it's 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 destruction. It's uh, the loss of life. Now, people will say, well, why would someone do that? Why why do serial killers do what they do? Why do evil people do what they do? I mean, I'm never trying to get in the mind of someone that's twisted and sick. But they do that. That's evil. So, you know, we have to pray the workers of iniquity against, you know, evil and stuff. But uh, uh, Can I, may I, I just interject the thought? Right. Allow me just one one further interjection of what you're saying, because I think this is the biblical truth behind it, is that the population control in and of itself is only a means to an end. The the wiping out, the depopulating of the masses, and the ultimate goal is to bring subserviency or to bring the masses under control. I mean, if you have nuclear bombs going off and you have financial collapses and you have uh, pandemics and flus and viruses and taking people out, and you have wars that erupt. All of these things that were foretold in Scripture, God saw these things coming, and the idea behind them when they're manipulated is to ultimately bring the masses under control and power, which goes back to the Scriptures where Satan, Lucifer, will say, I shall ascend, and I shall be worshipped. You know, he has this lust desire to be worshipped by the masses. And this is a mind control. This is a conditioning of the masses. Uh, The wiping out of a few billion people really doesn't matter if it's going to achieve that end. Would you agree with that? Oh, no, you're absolutely, you're absolutely spot on. I mean, that's, that's it. Like I said, like I said, I mean, this, this is, (laughs) when we get, when we, when we start talking about this is, it's so deep. I mean, I, I think people just look at the, the 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 outer portion, and I mean, you know, well, you know, this is this and that's that. But like you said, as we go deeper and 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 peel the onion, it's more, you know, it's it is, you know, depopulation. But but not only depopulation it, is 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 control. It's actually a psychological op, a psyop, to get people to condition, condition to wear the mask, condition obedience to gain control. Because I also believe that they want to kill so many people so that, you know, they won't have everybody, but that controlled population that those who will be in charge, the elitists or whatever, that they can control them, uh, control us. But but, but, but then you also got to add, look at that transhumanism piece that comes in there and the artificial intelligence robot transhuman also you got to go deeper to again satan trying to override the will of god and try to get in because uh i read an article when this first started happening with uh with the vaccinations a lady it was an article that came out she said after she had taken the shot that she couldn't feel her soul so i think basically through this the satan believes that he can 
he can become God, like you said. He can be worshipped, and now he can control the will, the intellect, the emotions of of man, you know, the soul of man. But, yeah, like I absolutely. said, I, that's, that's kind of like what I believe the Lord has been showing me. That's what he's ultimately after. He wants to be God, but he's not. And we know, we know he loses in the end. Amen. Amen to that. Now, I know you, uh, you may have some, there's, I know you have more to share, and I am so sorry for interjecting, but this conversation is stirring a lot of thought in my mind biblically. Um, if, if, if the whole idea to depopulate the earth and to take control of the resources of the planet and take care of those who are willingly going to worship, those who will yield, those that will capitulate, those who will bend the knee and bow the back to the principalities and powers that are going to take control of the resources of the earth, where people are afraid of death, and so they learn a dependency that the government will take care of them, however that's going to look. Uh, This is where wisdom comes in for believers, those who trust the word of God and really have a biblical view, and rather than entertaining doctrines of demons and fairy tales like a pre-tribulational rapture out of here, People need to right now begin to learn how to depend on God, and we have biblical authenticity, right? And we have this biblical precedence where God brought his people out of nations into the wilderness where they learned to depend on him. And they were so dependent upon Egypt's leeks and garlics and water and system of things, they had a very difficult time at the transition, but God provided food from heaven, you know, the quail out of heaven, water out of a rock. So are we living in a moment right now where God is wanting to get his people to stop their dependency, quit their dependency on this world system, live in it but not be of it, and learn to depend on God for healing, learn to depend on God for protection, learn to depend on God for all needs necessary, and be prepared to go out and be with God um, in a time where this transition is taking place so that you don't capitulate and become one of those that would receive the mark of the beast, thus damning your soul throughout eternity. This is, this is, this is what I believe. I, I believe that there's going to be a remnant and I don't have a number or anything, but a remnant of people that's going to do exactly what you said. But unfortunately I think there's going to be the uh, um, a majority of people, which is totally opposite of the minority or the remnant of people. There's going to be a majority of people who, who are going to acquiesce who are going to bow the knee, who are going to, for whatever reason, because of they because of lack of their trust in God, and they they have become uh, uh, comfortable with their with their uh, job or their wealth or their whatever, and they're going to bow the knee to 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 uh, the enemy. But I think there's going to be a remnant of people who won't, and I think that they're going to we're going to the ones who won't are going to have to. Live out scripture. We're going to have to trust God. We're going to have to believe. I preached a message about that about three weeks ago uh, uh, about how God provided for the Israelites, you know, uh, uh, water out of a rock, uh, manna, which meant what is it, Uh, little wafers falling from the sky. And then they complain, and and we don't have any meat, so quail. And so he gave them meat, bread, and water. They had a sandwich, you know, right there. So yeah. I think we're going to have to live that. We said we the ones of those of us who who don't bow the knee, uh, we may suffer somewhat in the natural, but we're gonna. But what we gotta believe 
that supernaturally God is going to provide for us. Pastor, I want to say this, and I know your time is short, and this is one last thing I want to add that I would have to say is on October 7th, I wrote it down, I was preparing a message for either uh, the, the, the teaching that me and my wife D does or I was going to preach it on a Sunday morning. And I was just in prayer, and I said, Lord, I just, I, you know, you need to give me what you want me to say. And uh, I said, I need a word from the Lord. We need a word from the Lord. And he led me to a song. I had, I, I, and I started hearing this song in my spirit by this gospel artist, this gentleman. He, 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 he passed. He, he died real young, African-American contemporary Christian artist named Thomas Whitfield. And he, he wrote a song called We Need a Word from the Lord. And as I was meditating on that, he led me to those lyrics, and then the Lord gave me three scriptures that when I teach this uh, to share. So if I can, I just quickly want to share this with you. Um, the the lyrics from that song is, we don't need another political uprising. We don't need another, and now he wrote this in 1990. We don't need another political uprising. We don't need another conqueror on the scene. What we need is a special word that will burn within our hearts and give us direction from above. Then he goes into the chorus. We need a word from the Lord, a word from the Lord. Just one word from the Lord will remove all the doubts and cause the sun to shine and give peace of mind. Speak, Lord, speak. And in verse 2, it goes in, if you ask about wisdom and understanding, his, his second verse says, Lord, we lack thy wisdom and thy understanding. Lord, we lack the very love you showed your son. Lord, we've altered in thy ways, and we stand so much to gain. So give us your word, Lord. Speak, Lord. So after that, the Lord, he spoke to me and said, he gave me Isaiah chapter 5, verses 20 and 21. You quoted it. I remember hearing it before. It says, woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who substitute darkness for light and light for darkness, who substitute bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe, and uh, this is another translation, says judgment is coming to those who are wise in their own eyes and clever and shrewd in their own sight. Second word he gave me was from Amos chapter 8, verse 11 and 12, and this is from the message. Oh, yes, judgment day is coming. These are the words of my master God. I'll send a famine through the whole country. It won't be food or water that's lacking, but my word. People will drift from one end of the country to the other, roam to the north, wander to the east. They'll go anywhere, listen to anyone, hoping to hear God's word, but they won't hear it. And then he closed by giving me in Jeremiah. Essentially, you mentioned Jeremiah earlier. He gave me Jeremiah chapter 6 verses 10 through 19, and the heading was Judah's constant rebellion. And it goes, Jeremiah chapter 6, verse 10 through 19. To whom can I give warning? Who will listen when I, when I speak? Their ears are closed and they cannot hear. They scorn the word of the Lord. They don't want to listen at all, verse 11. So now I am filled with the Lord's fury. Yes, I am tired of holding it in. I will pour out my fury on my children playing in the streets and on gatherings of young men, on husbands and wives, and on those who are old and great. Their homes will be turned over to their enemies, as will their fields and their wives. For I will raise my powerful fist against the people of this land, says the Lord. From the least to the greatest, their lives are ruled by greed. From prophets to priests, 
They are all frauds. They offer superficial treatments from our people's mortal wounds. They give assurances of peace when there is no peace. Are they ashamed of their disgusting actions? Not at all. They don't even know how to blush. Therefore, they will lie among the slaughter. They will be brought down when I punish them, says the Lord. Verses 16 through 19, and I'm done. This is what the Lord says. Stop at the crossroads and look around. Ask for the old, godly way and walk in it. Travel this path, and you will find rest for your souls. But you reply, no, that's not the road we want. I posted watchmen over you who said, listen for the sound of the alarm. But you replied, no, we won't pay attention. Verse 18, therefore, listen to this, all you nations. Take note of my people's situation. Listen, all the earth, I will bring disaster on my people. It is the fruit of their own schemes because they refuse to listen to me. They have rejected my word. My God. That's that's, what the Lord said to me. That's anointed. That's anointed. That is anointed. Go ahead, minister out of it. I've I've got time. Minister, what what do you want to say to the people? I mean, this information comes... um, I, I I just want to say, when I when I got it, I, I you know, I was in tears, man. I I I um, I mean, you started off when you were talking. I, I caught when I when I called in about you know what you wanted to do. You know, you said people should go and come, and and, and, and you know people are gonna do what they want to do. You know, I, I hey man, um, not a compromiser, but I'm the type of person I like to listen to people. I'm I, uh uh a mediator, so to speak. But I, I, I just think that God is speaking and people aren't listening. I mean, my, I mean, my heart breaks when pastors I know and don't know. It doesn't only matter if I don't know them, but, but they have large followings or small followings. That, that's not the point. When they're not hearing from God, I would, you know, when they're not talking like you and I have had, have had a conversation with the people, and we've had conversations off air, and we've talked about this, and we've discussed it, and we've sought the Lord. It just breaks my heart and stuff. And I think, you know, the Democrats feel that they got, they're doing what they're doing, and people, you know, re- Republicans feel what they need, and, they're, and, and, and they feel it's Trump, or some people feel it's this person, or they feel it's that person. And like what this guy said, we don't need another political uprising. We don't need another conqueror, physical conqueror on the scene. I mean, I hear now uh, the Republican side is America first. Cut me off and don't hate me. I'm not with, with America first, and you know I'm not with the Democrats. We need Jesus. We need Jesus. The people that want Jesus need to step up. We need to step up. And however God tells them, if he tells you to come to Washington, Pastor, or if he tells people to go do that, I'm not the one to tell you that you didn't hear from God or don't do whatever. But I know what he's told me to do. If I be lifted up, I'll draw all men down to me. He tells me that what we do in secret, my mantra, I'm going to put it on a T-shirt, Matthew 6. When I pray, close my door in secret and pray to God 
and what I do in secret, God will reward me openly. So that's what he's telling me to do. You know, he's shown me in his word that there's people are calling uh, evil good and vice versa, and, and, and the reason why judgment is coming. But we need to repent. We need to seek the Lord. We need that. I'm not telling people not to vote. I'm not telling people not to do anything like that. But I'm I'm saying Jesus is the answer. I already said our political system, our 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 our, our three platforms, the legislative, the executive, and the judicial is is is, is torn down. So where are we going to get just? We we'll get through Jesus, and that's 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 my take. <laughs> That's my last take. That's it. Yeah, this is that's my story, and I'm sticking with it. You know, there's I'm such an inspiration. It, yeah. Well, now you see, this is you know, in the concluding thoughts, in what you're saying, uh, it, it, it's cutting to the deep. It, it's it's rich. It's real. It's genuine. It's authentic. Uh, the reality is, as far as I'm concerned, personally, I will not fight for America. Period. I will fight Amen. for every single soul to be saved by grace so that they might have an eternal reality. The idea of fighting for America is never going to work. And the gathering of 40 million people in D.C. will never happen. The reality is that we, we stand back and it's almost like Jesus said, you know, oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, if only you would have understood the time of your visitation, I would have gathered you together. And what we're needing to understand right now in this hour, Pastor Jeff, is that time has passed. The time of standing up and fighting and bringing legislation and pulling down the bad stuff and fighting for that time is over. The only fighting that will be done is in revolutionary civil war type warfare, people defending their homes from the intruders that are coming. So we are not afraid of death. We're not fearing or in death. We have faith in Christ. We need to be navigated through this moment. I believe this with all of my heart. Fight for every soul of man to know Jesus Christ, like you just said. And that's the only fight that's worth fighting. Fight the fight of faith. Uh, you know, just continue to work out our salvation and prepare. The time is coming, Pastor Jeff, where suddenly like an avalanche, all these things, and the multitudes will get caught in the snare. I don't want to get caught in the snare. I want to live my life with a hope. And it's so funny you brought up Matthew chapter 6 because that's how I wanted to begin. Because I heard the Lord say earlier, and maybe you could kind of walk with me through this moment here. I began this today, and, and I have this written down. Tell the people to live each day as your last. Live today like it's the last day you'll ever live on this earth. And, you know, that's quite a confidence. I thought, well, Lord, has that got to be backed up in the Word? So I went to Matthew chapter 6. And you just brought up Matthew chapter 6. And in verse 25, therefore, Jesus said, this is the master, the teacher, I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body what you shall put on is not the life more than meat and the body than raiment. Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much better than they? Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? And why take you thought for raiment? 
Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow was cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? Wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you have need of all these things, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow. Don't worry about tomorrow. For the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient under the day is the evil thereof. And that's where I wanted to just tell people after the conversation we had that the word of the Lord is live today like it is your last day. Don't pass up that person that the Spirit is unctioning you to go talk to. Don't do, do something um, against somebody that you care about and love. Do things as though it's the last day on earth because nobody, and Jesus said it, nobody knows what tomorrow will bring. We have right now. And uh, one other thing I heard was in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 7, and I think this concurs with what you were saying, Pastor Jeff. I believe it does. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 7, very familiar passage of Scripture, and I'll just read the one verse. And it simply says in verse 7, but the end of all things is at hand. That's right. Yeah. So, you know, be, be sober, watch unto prayer. Above all things, have fervent charity among yourselves, for charity or love shall cover the multitude of sins. Use hospitality one toward another without grudging. And, you know, this, this end, the end of all things, is that not what we are witnessing before our very eyes right now? Absolutely. I mean, you, I mean, <laughs> we're, we're, if you saw me, I would be doing the little finger thing. We're right there, what you said. And, and as again, I don't want people to, to extract from what I was saying, but what you said, because I always try to give people scripture, everything you were saying about living for today you know don't don't be don't get caught up in what about tomorrow what about tomorrow tomorrow has enough worry for itself but also the key matthew 6:33 seek ye first the kingdom of god first the kingdom first the kingdom again i'm not against any type of you know i know we people we we say well if we could just make a political change or whatever, I'm, you know, again, I don't want to argue with people about that, but I think people get caught up on uh, uh, this person can make it better. That person can make it better. We can do something. No, we've gone. It's too late. You know, it's like Adam and Eve, when they sinned, you know, it doesn't say that, but I know it. God forgave them, but there was a consequence. And the consequence is because of, to me, I feel like the cup of iniquity is running over. The filth is over. It's running over. And, then, you know, God may not totally destroy. He may allow our enemies to do it. But scripturally, as you go historically, whether it was in Judges or whatever, and God allowed their enemies to overtake them for a season, but then there had to be where that was that repentance, and then they were restored back in the right in the right standing, so to speak, but we have to get to 
seeking God, doing it God's way. And I think we, 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 we've taken our eyes off the Lord and we focused on everything. We focused on careers. We focused on money. We focused on everything. But what that guy said in the song, Lord, we lack thy wisdom and thy understanding. So we've got to be seeking spiritual discipline, spiritual principles. Lord, we lack the very love you showed your son. We've altered in thy ways. Not only have we altered in his ways, we tried to alter his way. We tried to make right wrong and wrong right. God created male and female. We want to we want to make it just one, or we just want to do we just want to do everything different, you know, pervert what God has done. And God says no. He will destroy it just like He did in the days of Noah, or the Tower of Babel. So we have to pray. I believe for those who don't know, that's my test. Those that don't know Jesus, I'm I'm, I'm telling about uh, uh, how to get saved. I'm, I'm I'm trying to encourage people to grow in their walk with the Lord. I'm 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 trying to get them to grow closer in their relationship with 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 the Lord, and um, and really understand the love of 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 Jesus Christ and the love of God. God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. He loves you, and I tell people that, and I share that. So that's part of my assignment, and that's what I do, and, and also to inform people of the word of God and God, whether he uses me to enlighten them to something that they didn't know, but to lead them into the truth. Because if you shall know the truth and the truth shall make us free and keep us from being entangled in bondage. Amen. You know, uh, with that being said as well, in Matthew chapter six, a mystery that I found, something I discovered is I've been living this out for 39 years. I've been a believer studying the scriptures for 39 years, uh, which is a small period of time, preaching the word of God for 29 years. Pastor Jeff, the mystery that I found, I personally have never worried about a meal. I have never thought, oh, my God, I got to get food. I got to get water. But what, what happened to me was while I was seeking the righteousness of the kingdom of God, the righteousness of God, while I was going after that, I was granted all the necessary things to be prepared for what is coming down the pike. My confidence is not in any food storage. My confidence is not in land. It's not in water. It's not in medical supplies. Truly, my confidence was in the Lord. But as I was seeking him, just like he said, seek ye first kingdom of God. He'll add all these things to your life. So we're more prepared and equipped, I think, than a lot of people are in a, in a way of spirit, soul, and body uh, for what is coming because we have paid attention. We, the people of God that are honoring the Lord and are, are doing what God says to do, we are paying attention. And then I simply heard these words. So my point is not at the exclusion. We don't seek the kingdom of God at the exclusion of being prepared for what he told Noah to prepare for. He said that by seeking him first, he'll provide the things necessary for the days that lie ahead. And I, I found that mystery to be awesome. In Jeremiah chapter 50, verse 22, a sound of battle is in the land and of great destruction. That's the sound we're hearing everywhere around the world and in this land, America. How is the hammer of the whole earth cut asunder and broken? How is Babylon, America, become a desolation among the nations? I have laid a snare for you, and thou art also taken, O Babylon, and thou wast not aware. There's a snare in this nation. 
Thou art found and also caught because thou hast striven against the Lord. America, we have striven against the Lord. And then the Lord has opened his armory and has brought forth the weapons of his indignation. For this is the work of the Lord of hosts in the land of the Chaldeans. Come against her from the utmost border. Open her storehouses, cast her up as heaps, and destroy her utterly. Let nothing of her be left. Wow. This is what we hear, isn't it? Yes, sir. I mean, that's where we are in this season that we're in. That's where we are. That's where we are. Pastor Jeff Bass, I appreciate you bringing the information that you did. I thank you. I mean, you talked today about some things you didn't get into. Most people listening right now had no idea that the Supreme Court of New York actually legislated into law men could marry their dogs or people could marry their dogs. That became legal within our nation, talking about the insanity of Gotham City, the madness of this nation that we see things going on in. Um, It is so perverse and so evil and so wicked. And uh, for anybody that's walking in a moral moral compass, it's because the glory of God. Thank you, Jesus. Um, Crazy things are happening. Crazy things are happening in this country. Final word before we go, Pastor Jeff. Well, I just want to pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this opportunity, God. I thank you for the man of God allowing me to be a part of the platform today, God, where I can share information, God. Father, I pray like in Paul in Ephesians and Colossians that the eyes of our understanding will be enlightened, God. Father, I pray for wisdom, knowledge, and understanding for each and every person that was hearing this or would hear this today, God, that we will uh, uh, seek wisdom knowledge and understanding from you, God, and that we will not be moved by what we see, God, and that we will apply these scriptures that came forth, God. Matthew chapter 6, God, Father, I come against the spirit of worry and stress and anxiety and depression and suicide, God. Come against it right now in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray a hedge of protection around each and every person, God, right now that's struggling with the decision to bow or not to bow, God. Holy Spirit, speak to them right now, God, and let them know that you are their sustainer. You are their deliverer. You are their helper, and that you are their creator, God, and that you will provide for them, God, and that you will never leave them nor forsake them, God. Father, I pray that you continue to bless each and every person and their household and let them know that there shall be no lack you never seen the righteous forsaken, nor a seed begging bread. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And thank God. Amen and amen. Thank you. God bless you, sir. And I wanted to just leave right here with Romans 8.18. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. There is a future hope. This momentary, temporary life that we live in, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, you know it. We are a breath away. It is temporary. It is, it is not eternal. But the hope that you and I carry in our hearts is an eternal hope for the glory of God that will be revealed in us. So keep it balanced. Keep it real. We love you. It's been an honor. Pastor Jeff Bass, thank you so much for once again joining me on the broadcast. And I'm sure we'll hear a lot more of Pastor Jeff as the days go by. 
All right, that's it for us today. We're going to say goodbye. Thank you so much for tuning in to the broadcast. We'll see you tomorrow. We're going to be with our friends from Honduras, Brian and Kathy Gray, the missionaries that have uh, become a part of our lives. We love them very much. We'll look forward to hearing from them, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow. This is Pastor Vince. You've been listening to The Watchman. Thank you very much for your support of this ministry. May God bless you in Jesus' name. Until we meet again, shalom.